Welcome to Friday Vibes. No script, just chat. We talk all things food and beverage and so much more. Feel our vibe and search for Friday Vibes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to give us a five-star review. Now your hosts, me, Alex Bear with Genius Juice and Wade Yeti. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Baskin Robbins special episode. It's uh, We have four flavors here. We have four people here, but it's episode 31 for those that did not get the reference. I think all of you got it. Hopefully, I know you're all smart enough to get it. And uh, this is the first time that I think the first time, right, Wade, that we have two guests on at the uh, same time. Technically, that would be incorrect because oh. once... In this very apartment, we had Jake oh. and John. Okay, uh, from uh, four yeah. guests on from different areas in the. But country. officially, it's the first time. Yeah, that everyone's being piped in through the video, and we're not doing some fancy thing where Kirk is pre-recorded and he's just nodding the whole time, and then Jeremy's live. He's doing it right now, but he's it actually could happen though. He's actually live. Go. You never know. He's yeah. a good actor. You can you can't tell. You, you see, you can't. Tell. It's on loop. It's on loop. I do have a question though. Um, what if I only give you a four point five rating instead of a five? Oh, is, that, is, that is means that, we got to get. Kind of sound like the car dealer that says you have to give us a ten, yeah. no matter what they do to your freaking car. <laughs> Make sure you give us a ten, or if I didn't do anything to give you a 10 that i should get a 10 yes then um explain to me what i did wrong and i'm like what do i work for the friggin dealership yeah yeah pretty much well uh you know if if you give us a four and a half there's only one solution we just get a shitload of reviews to drown yours out it's like it's that's like my uber rating it's like 4.96 and i want to know you know where that one guy was that gave me that you know, whatever it's, it was. It's always someone I'll, I'll it was me. Damn it, I knew it was. I it's always so. somebody who has nothing to do with how you drove or something like that. It'll be something <laughs> silly like he played this song on there and I hate this song, so I'm right. really giving him four stars. Or I, I didn't to, talk to him. I didn't answer a question when he was trying to talk to me or something. Right. There's a restaurant in, in um, Monterey. It's a pizza shop. And I go on there to look at reviews and someone said, they said it'd be ready in 45 minutes, and I got there in 45 minutes, and they hadn't put the pizza in. It's two stars. Like, didn't talk about the pizza. Just like the fact they didn't have, didn't have the pizza where they were supposed to have it because, you know, it's, it's a restaurant and shit happens. So apparently right. it doesn't happen to him because he was too great, and, and it was the review. So don't worry about that 4.96, Wade. You're good, brother. Don't worry Thank about you. It. Thank you. It's if yeah. I drop down, if I get down to 494, so I'm in trouble. I'm oh, in trouble. You're not refuse rides and everything. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to get reviews or rice from you all the time. And then just, I don't know how I do that because magic, but it's going nice. to work. Yeah. It's going to happen. Nice. Right on. Well, so, what are we uh, talking about today? Let's go. Let's reset the room. Yeah. I'm doing this because I'm really we finished. Episode. So, we got the two guests. I'm going to introduce them right now. They need no introduction, but you know, I'm going to give an introduction anyway. So, first. On the bottom left square, we got here Kirk Vasola. He is the creative, creative director and founder of Mind the Font. He's a graphic design agency and branding agency. 
I'm working really hard not to fuck this up. Jeremy Smith <laughs> on this side over here, the bottom, not Wade. He's the guy that's always here. The guy on the bottom right corner is the founder, owner, chief creative officer, chief executive officer, chief financial officer, chief marketing officer, chief information officer, and chief brand officer and chief product officer of Longpad <laughs> Group USA, Jeremy Smith over there. Thank you. A pleasure to be on the show. Yes, thank did you. I, did I miss any C-level suite descriptors? For you or did I get them all? No, I, I think you got them all. And now I know why I pay so, such high taxes. <laughs> the, titles, all right, so the titles. This is no script, just chat. I mean, we didn't come in here with like, you know, I mean, look at this. Does that tell you there, there's no script here? I mean, I have nothing, nothing written down. You look, right you, you look like Trump holding the Bible upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way we have two great sponsors i just got to mention this because you got to hang out for this entire episode we could have already mentioned the winning questions you don't know or maybe we're going to mention it in 49 minutes at the very end just to piss people off but we have two sponsors we have matt weiss ryan snacks and we also have carla boyd with hempway foods and uh wait i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it to you because we always do this where you have some kind of reveal or shirt or something so why don't we go into our shirts all of our shirts all right i got this uh beautiful prana organic snacks and i don't know if you're gonna be able to read this because the screens are all check this out check the back out do you see that if i am what i eat i must be awesome wow right that's that's courtesy of our friend derek brawley i don't know if he's on i haven't seen him yet but uh that can go in so many directions i Um, it it definitely could but you know i purposely put this on well not purposely but i thought alex you for sure were going to wear your hempway food shirt so and i had already worn my hempway and my ryan shirt so you know but i i see what you're wearing there and uh i've got that product in my cupboard over here right right you know my hempway food shirt i used it at a meditation event a yoga event a hippie dippy event and now it's kind of worn out it's a hippie dippy event is that like the woodstock thing that everyone's talking about in the comments yeah the woodstock 99 yeah by the way so before uh i'm gonna get back to the shirts here but for those that have not seen it uh woodstock 99 the train wreck right i think it was called the train wreck 99 terrible what they did mismanaged it was an event obviously in 99 it was a continuation or was a the new edition of the original woodstock 69 everyone knows about it it was hot as hell water bottles were ten dollars everyone was strung out dehydrated they treated the people like crap they um they charged they upcharged everyone and gouged everyone and the documentaries about how the organizers just didn't give a shit about the people and all they cared about was the profit sounds pretty familiar in america and uh it's a great documentary i gotta say my favorite part is when they covered limp biscuit going on jeez oh yeah i love limp biscuit you know Rhett fred durst you love him you hate him whatever uh the guy is a showman he's a showman he is super good at performing live and if you go on youtube search limp biscuit break stuff Woodstock 99 and they just got they got the crowd going so hard it was insane mosh pits people pushing each other like I I want to there's someone I know that went to Woodstock 99 and he acted here's here it was his words during that song he said 
I thought I was going to die. Seriously, I thought I was going to die. So, have you guys uh, have you guys seen Woodstock '99 down there? Yes. I haven't. I haven't. I, I know about it, and I think about all the things that happened then. And someone mentioned about the fire festival, but think of that back then too. Like nothing was really online then. Like in '99, the Matrix. The Matrix just came out. Episode one for Star Wars had just come out. I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. Um, speaking of T-shirts, because I love Star Wars. And had there been the technology there for people to be social and be online and do things other than Facebook and everything else, I don't think this would have been like a, a the deal it is the uh, deal it ended up being because people would have organized and known to leave or whatever. But the organizers seriously it seems like they took advantage of it. They made it big time. Yeah, and it's almost like Disneyland. You know, once you're in there, like what the fuck else are you gonna do? Like, yeah, okay, a water's eight bucks. I'm going to pay eight bucks for it because that's all we can do. You can't just leave. You came there for a reason. And um, there's no way that they could get away with that now. No way they could get away with it now because it would just be hell to pay on social everywhere. They would just be found an attack. That's like the one good thing about social media is that you can find motherfuckers when you need to, right? Like, you can't. It's like it's not that difficult. You can find somebody, especially if they've done you wrong. You can locate them and... And put the, as they say, put their business out in the street and let everybody else deal with it. So I'm going to watch those. Especially wait for a pizza for 45 minutes. That's <laughs> on social. Well, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you can actually take top secret documents and put them on social media as well yeah. as the uh, uh, orange orangutan has, which, by the way, I got kicked off of LinkedIn for calling him the orange orangutan. Wow. Is that, how long is that for? Is that like a ban for a week or something or what? I don't know. No, I was off for two days. Wow. And, uh, I was suspended for calling. But another, since we're talking about rock and roll documentaries, <clears throat> you get a chance to watch Summer of Soul. Um, personally, one of my favorite documentaries. And it was an event that went on in Harlem at the same time Woodstock was going on. And it has some of the most incredible music. Um, Sly and the Family Stone, it was one of their first concerts. And um, it's a very interesting documentary. It, uh, it won an award and also got highlighted on the Oscars because that's when Mr. Smith hit Mr. Rock. Um, so um, it kind of bled over into the um, that's, awards that's, ceremony and kind of ruin it, ruin, ruined it for Questlove. Questlove but yeah. but right it's on. a great documentary. One of the, the it's it's hard not to watch. It's and there's no violence in it. It's very peaceful and it's hippy dippy. Hippy dippy. Completely the opposite of Woodstock '99. So um, I had the chance to go to Woodstock '99 because I was 18. I was turning 18 right around when the concert happened and. Uh, I look look up and continue to look up to those bands, uh, Bush, you know, Corn, Limbisket. They may be forty five now or fifty, but they, they're still they're rocking it. Dude, and, I'm I'm fucking forty five, and I'm 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 turning forty in two months in one month. Jesus, they're still rocking. I'm not still right. I'm, not yeah. ger I'm geriatric. I'm not in a fucking convalescent <laughs> home. Yeah, they're still rocking, man. Still rocking. They're they're getting you know they're one step from AARP. One step. Hey, One man, the Stones, the Stones are still doing it, bro. Paul right? McCartney. Those guys are like 106. Keith Richards, you know, has Jesus' pager number still. <laughs> so it's like they're old. 45 yeah. isn't old, man. I, I, resent, I resent that remark, Alex. 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm sticking it to everyone since I'm the youngest <laughs> one on here. Yeah. So, and by young, I'm turning 40. That's young on yeah. this podcast. So uh, I'm gonna go through some of the comments here. Just wanna uh -oh. shout out everyone and we can, you know, if you have a topic you want us to cover. Uh, Gavin, we already beat you to the punch. Actually, not only, you know, it was, it was your idea. Okay, I'm gonna give you credit. It was your yes. idea. We were gonna talk about it anyway. Okay, not to make you feel bad, but we took your comment and we're talking about it. So you are the inspiration behind it. Uh, he's talking about, I saw the Woodstock one on Netflix, <laughs> Wild. A lot of people talking about it. Dev Chakrabarti, Woodstock 99 was wild. What else here? Kenny Hausman, happy Aloha Friday. I have a question for you guys right after I read these comments, okay? Uh, but there's a lot coming in. Marcia Yenko, what's up, dudes? Patrick Whitner, happy Friday. Ari Raz, shout out to Coconut Colt. Love all the comic book references today. And uh, David Delcourt. Love the shirt. So this is grown as Mac. He said as, as not ass, but as a little. There's an asterisk here. No, oh. there's, there's something on the back. By the way, this is I'm not ripped. This is just a medium shirt. It's too small for me. What does it say on the back? Uh, Plant-based plant AF. 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 So anyway, thanks for sending this. Uh, really, no, Alex. Alex just wanted to show us his booty. That's yeah, all it exactly. was. It's, it's like the, the cover of the Bruce Springsteen Born in the USA right here. It, 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 almost identical. Close. Almost identical. Same. I, 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 I actually thought it was, but you, you <laughs> kind of you you ruined it for me. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. Uh, so sorry, you kind of covered the whole subject, so we'll just move on. <laughs> I would, don't, you should have your hat. Is it a hat or a handkerchief you're supposed to have in your back pocket? Alex? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It, isn't it? I think, I think it's just the white. It's white. red. Whatever it is, it's, it's red. red. Like the U.S. It's red and white. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a hat. Bruce, Bruce is repping his gang colors. That's right. So, yeah. That's another guy, by the way, that's still going. He's not 45. He's in his 60s. So that, he's kind of lumped into that group you're talking about, Kirk, right? Where they're older yeah. and they're still rocking it, right? He just, sold, he just sold his whole library for like $500 million, right? Yeah. Who, was it to Spotify? Who was it? Who did he sell it to? No, no, no. He sold it to I. I don't know if Amazon? it was Amazon. No, it was like it was. It's the record companies that are really the only oh, okay. ones in buying most of the catalogs because right. they have no way of monetizing music anymore. And right. just as the Sony Music, Sony Music, Sony. Button. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. He should, so, he should do what? Uh, you know what? He should do what Taylor Swift did, where. When someone else owns her music, she came out with her own version, Taylor Taylor's version. You guys heard about that, right? Yes, we. I I heard about that. Or you should just own your music, like Steve Miller refused to sell his music, and um, made forced. He, he just said, "I won't play anymore," which Springsteen did with his manager, but because um, his manager owned his music, and so um, uh, Steve Miller made more money from um you know space jam than um some of his record albums because he's oh wow and like it was still saying uh you know fly like an eagle yeah still flying high when he, when he owns it so i i would be funny if bruce came out with a new bruce's version so that he owns the music again and he can sing all of his classics with his voice now can you imagine that 
Can you imagine him singing Streets of Philadelphia with his current voice? It'd be a little gravelly. A little gravelly. Yeah. 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 In the streets of Philadelphia. The, Mar- right, the original so. Marlboro Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, he just really tours now. So, I mean, they don't really, uh, you know, I mean, he's done some cool stuff. I've seen him in concert probably 17 or 18 times. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, I got to say, where, where, what was the most memorable Bruce Springsteen concert that you saw out of the 18 times? <clears throat> oh, I, I have to say um, a lot of it had to do with the length of the concert. Um, I saw him at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, and he played for four hours and 25 minutes. Jesus and it was the... Um, uh, no! It was Born in the USA tour. No! Yeah. No, 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 no. Dude, yeah, it was, I can... It was, it was over at one forty-two in the morning. Fuck that, man. Sitting through Lord of the Rings, right? Like, I love Lord of the Rings. The twin, ta- the the Return of the King should have ended like twelve times, but three hours for a movie, and after that, I'm like done, and I enjoyed it. I can't imagine like sitting through something for four plus hours. Anything like I think about those classes I used to have to take in college. Why the fuck would you do a four hour? So you wouldn't have gone to see the Beatles for a four hour concert, please? Yes, you would have. You know it. Back, fellas. Hold on. I, I do agree. Continuing that same subject, I won't. I rarely will watch movies that are more than ninety minutes. Um, yeah. My wife and I fight about this all the time because she's well, the movie's two hours, and I like I'm checking out at, at ninety minutes. The movie ends for me. I right. cannot sit through a movie that's two hours unless it's like Lawrence of Arabia. We'll, we'll yeah. split it up over like two or three nights if it's over. Uh, if it's that one, over one forty-five is probably our sweet spot. If it's over there, we're probably falling asleep and, and watching the rest of it the next night. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous when a movie goes that long. But oh, Kirk's back. Sorry, sorry. I was wondering why your screen froze. I, I had a meltdown. Yeah, he just had to like reset, reset, recharge, do some breathing exercises. Yes. Um, so, so I think Jeremy, ninety minutes, two at ninety minutes is the new two hours. It seems for movies. Yes. The one, the one. I remember that Lawrence of Arabia. You're taught. You're bringing that up. They re-released it for the, I'm mess this up, but whatever the fiftieth anniversary, I believe, about <laughs> eight or nine years ago. Yeah. And it was in downtown L.A., huge theater, the Regal Cinemas Theater. And I remember, like, my friends, like, dude, this movie is really long. He didn't tell me how long. He's like, this is a long movie. I've never seen it. Be- never seen it before. And I saw it for the first time in the wow. remastered. And I remember, like, I was sitting there and I was pretty enthralled. I'm like, this is like, I can, you know, there's no CGI. Wow. You know? Yep. And, and so, like, I'm watching it and suddenly it stops and the lights turn on. And it was two hours in. I'm like to my friend, I'm like, what the fuck? He told me this is going to be a long movie. It's already over. He's like, no, dude, that's an intermission. intermission. Come back yeah. in about 20 minutes for the. So I think it was almost four hours. The movie that I've never seen and I'm afraid to watch is Once Upon a Time in America. Like, it's like four uh-huh. and a half hours, you know? Yeah. But it has Robert De Niro in it. So, but four and a half hours, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen it. Is it, is it where, can you sit through it? Is um, you, you know, the thing about it is that um, as long as you have enough food and genius juice, uh, <laughs> you can get through it okay. Well, there is uh, a pause button too, so that 
That yeah, it's mean, a mini series. That's not a movie. It's a mini series. <laughs> what the? Is it? No, no. I'll stick to Coming to America. That's I'll stick with there that. You go. That's, That's a much better, uh, yeah. much better movie. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. All right. Once upon uh, a time in Coming to America. Yeah, that's a good movie. So uh, I'm noticing too on Disney Plus that they're releasing all these movies right away, like Light Lightyear and all those. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see that they're coming out with these movies right away on streaming. And um, but you know what? I still have not seen uh, Top Gun, which I've heard is the best movie of the year. I haven't seen that one. I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. So for for Disney Plus, it's 45 days after the theatrical release. That's when they put it to streaming on. And Apple TV is bringing them out. I think Apple, we saw one in theaters, which we haven't gone to theaters in a long time. But we went and saw uh, Black Phone, that movie with oh, yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke. I think that's on uh, Apple TV now, if okay, I'm not mistaken. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me ask you a question, Wade. Yes, sir. Does Ethan Hawke, ha- Does Ethan Hawke have a new movie coming out every two weeks? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Where? The guy yeah, who is that? Is there? He's really creepy in this one, though, too. It's 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 he's creepy it's, guy. You, you should you should watch them in what what was the movie you the the, the Disney Plus uh, oh the series Moon Knight yeah Moon Knight he's yeah. in that he's creepy in that he's yeah. good in that yeah 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 right. he's really good in that top, my, okay, so, so back to Top Gun real quick uh, I saw it twice in the theaters and I saw wow, it, I, I saw it in, I, I saw it in IMAX and it needed to be seen in IMAX so if it ever gets re released or if we saw it there and if you can find it, IMAX is showing it you have to watch it. The reason why Top Gun is well or is really good is just because it's the same movie. It's the same fucking movie. Yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you the entire plot. The music opens the same or the same, you know, in nineteen sixty five. Ariel blah blah blah. And they found it Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. And then everything happens in this danger zone, the shit flying around, and then hey, Maverick's a rebel. Oh, he shouldn't fly this plane, but he's gonna fly. And then he goes and then he goes and does something. Then something blows up, but he's okay. And then he trains people to go on a secret mission to go blow up some unnamed communist base. And then he goes and blows the base, and they have this great ending, and no one dies. That's the movie. Is, mean, it, is it the same soundtrack? For the most part, yeah. Like yeah. same original it opens, it opens exactly the same way. I'm not sure if it's Joe Wushmacott on the guitar, but for my ears, it sounded exactly the same. Like the opening scene's the same. Everything's the same. So it's like, all right. So from the first, like, five minutes, you're in. It's like, okay. They're doing this right. They're not trying to do like some crazy ass shit and whatever. And then Maverick's just still Maverick. He's just the guy that that doesn't doesn't go by his own rules and has his own rules to be in the Navy. He's like that guy still, right? But it works for him. It works for Maverick yeah. and the way they explain it and the, the scene with Val Kimmer is very touching and sweet and um, it's it's really a well done sequel and I think they should stop. But fun fact, fact, you can visit the Top Gun house in Oceanside. No, there you go. Nice. Ah, is that the one that Tom Cruise visited? Yep. The girl and with his motorcycle. That one. Yep. yep. It's one. it's. I think they turned it into some kind of something. It was they were working on it when we were before we left. Um, but you can. Yeah, it's not far from you, Alex. Oh, right on. I uh, I'll drive down there uh, maybe uh, next year. We'll see. Yeah. There you go. Maybe, maybe you can shoot your next episode from there. On scene, uh, right near Camp Pendleton, you know, right, right across the way. Just so I got to sh- I got to show this real quick. I got to show this before I forget. Well, I won't forget. I, you know, when people say 
before I forget, it's just a bullshit cop out so that <laughs> you get all the attention. Before I, I really forget, let me talk and no one else talk. Right? <laughs> right. What does this look like? Do you recognize this is a band? It's like a, this is a drum head or something. I don't know. What the, so this, 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 is like, a, this, this is a drum head from an actual concert. It was from like a, a preschool preschool band or something. I think their signatures are Judas Priest. I'm gonna no. I know exactly who that is. It's, it's the it's, Wiggles. It's, it's it's the doctors. The it's Wiggles. The doctors. Yeah. So <laughs> this is. Do you recognize this one? I can't. This this all fucked up because of the. It's everything's reversed. You know what I what I thought it was. Was Doctor uh, Oz's recipe for making salsa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll that, say that is, that is something I. That should be our mystery question. What did Jeremy say about Doctor Oz? <clears throat> okay. So, that, so that's that's a J and an H, frontman. James Hetfield. It's got to be Metallica. James Hetfield, Metallica from their 06 wow. tour. JH06. Was that the Black Black tour? Dude. Man, I thought you were gonna date yourself. That's that the Black Album tour was '91, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but I don't know anything about Metallica. Too old, Jared. They played music. That's too old. Yeah, sorry. Enter Sandman. That's way long. Was ago. Was that the one where they played rock and roll? And that's metal? the one where they had a guitar and also one drum head. On I knew it. I knew yeah. it. And it was only this one. That was it. So you got <laughs> Lars Ulrich here. He's a drummer. Nice. You have uh, Kirk Hammett right there and then you also have robert tree that robert is the doctor right here is the middle one you can't tell what the hell that even says and i got this i used to be part of the metallica club it's called metclub.com i won this this is an actual drum head from their tour there's even a little circle where lars put his beer during the during cool. the set that's awesome and i won it and limited edition and if anyone wants to buy this because i'm broke that's the reason i'm bringing it up Let's do a bid. Bidding starts at a thousand dollars. Whoever wants it, please put in your bid. All right, I'm done. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Nice. But that's whoa. That's, uh, that's Bob's, Bob's Red. Bob's Red Mill. So nice. I remember. Okay, for those that don't know, Bob's Red Mill. He has the quinoa, the oats, cooking stuff. I'm just gonna say cooking shit because I don't know a lot about it. But I met him at a trade show when I at, at Expo when I first started Genius Juice. It was 2015 and it was uh, it was Expo West. And I, you know, you can take a picture with him. He's really nice. He's dressed like he is on the packaging, you know, with like the red old fashioned red hat and the red vest. The only thing he told me one thing after we took a picture, he said, well, he said, nice to meet you. He was like, by the way, don't eat all this shit here. It's gonna make you sick. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Not not about Bob's Red Mill. Right? <laughs> like, don't, eat, don't eat like all this food here. It's going to make you sick. You're now the runs. So, so that could be for another show. It could be one of the original founding members, uh, uh, vendors, excuse me, of Expo West. They were one of the first. They were part of the first five brands that appeared at Expo West. Wow. The original. Yeah, OG, OG for sure. I think it was just after World War II it ended. <laughs> and, uh, they still were in the Anaheim Convention Center, which doesn't make sense. But um, there's a lot of shit that's buried underneath that place. Wow. Yeah, all the brands, all the, the 99% of brands that exhibited once and paid $15,000, you never heard from them again. 
No, unfortunately, we did hear from them again. Uh, that's the problem with it is that they never go away. They're always on LinkedIn and saying, I'm crushing it. Even, you know, even sales are $2 a week at uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be crushing it for us, $2 a week. That's pretty good. We'd have, we'd have to be in 100,000 Whole Foods, though, to make it work. So I'm going to go back to some of the comments here. Uh, we can also talk about, I know we've been, uh, I think we've covered, I think, 39 topics so far, ranging from Bob's Red Mill to being buried under the Anaheim Convention Center to Top Gun to, it gets, it, get, it goes in a lot of directions, but some comments four here. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kirk. I'll say four-hour concerts that no one should ever attend. <laughs> or four movies, right? That's a good <laughs> 45-minute waiting for pizzas. You know, that must be, I mean... It's kind of like all good things come to those who wait, right? So that pizza must be fucking amazing. It has to be. Right. Or was it not? I don't know. No, it was good. It was a good pizza. I think uh, Gavin is intentionally trying to egg Jeremy on with that question. Yeah, that's a good quarterly, question. Gavin Conkle's question. Quarterly earnings report have been hot lately. Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, brands like... Have you guys, heard, have you guys heard of Beyond Meat? Um, no, I have never heard of them before. I are, are, are they in the uh, plant based space? Is, this, is it is it for space space travel? Yeah, I think it's Elon meet Musk. Space meet space travel. Meet safe for space travel. Say that quick ten times. Meet yeah, safe, meet for, safe space for space travel. travel. Meet safe for space travel. Yeah, so see. it's at the. I think Beyond Meat is the official sponsor of all of Elon Musk's ten ten children. Oh, fuck. And uh, and also guy. and also they shoot the Beyond Meat into space through the Falcon <laughs> to go to the International Space Station. So they Beyond Meat. There's a logo on the International Space Station, and uh, but it's fading pretty quick up there. Uh, so anyway, are we going to seriously talk about it, or should we just make fun? No, of let's it? let's seriously talk about it. I want to hear about this. All yeah. right, Jimmy, why don't you take the lead on this? So I would say Target is fucked. Um, their inventory is like, you want to talk about inventory mismanagement, Target and Walmart are buffoons. Um, they don't understand their consumer and now they're stuck. I just read, was it Kohl's and Kohl's CEO said, well, we're kind of glad that we have all this inventory because, um, we, um, believe consumers will come back to it. Basically. What they're telling the market is, we don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, who would think it's a pandemic? I mean, how many fucking TVs does Walmart need? I mean, they overordered on TVs and so did Target. How many, I mean, are, are, during the pandemic, do you think people just said, I need to put, I need a 65 inch TV 4K with IMAX in my bathroom? And um, yeah, no Walmart's canceling orders and they're forcing vendors to take their product back. Mm. And Costco is just kicking the crap out of all of them. Um, as far as beyond me, how, the, the, the real story is how does, how does that CEO keep his job? I don't well, know. This, he he keeps his job because he's, he's, he's an entitled white male pushing something that isn't there same with the dude with WeWork, right he just got 350 million dollars adam newman 
to right. start a new company. It's like he deserves it. He's an Israeli uh, Air Force pilot, and um, no, he, he. I agree with you, Kirk. Sorry. He, no, no, I know. It's just it's it's asinine because it happens all the time. It happens time and Oatly is another example, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. time and time again, they get this funding, and they can piss it all to fuck all, and no one cares. They just keep giving them money, like, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, I don't understand the logic in it unless they plan on just taking the loss on it, because it doesn't make sense to continually put something in. It's like, it's like running water to fill a bucket with holes in it. Mm -hmm. yes. Like, like, just I'll just no, just keep running water. It's going to get filled. It's going to get filled. Like, you need to stop the, the leaking water and hemorrhaging first before you try to acquire anything that's of substance. And I just. It just blows my mind to think that they keep going into it. And full disclosure, I like Beyond Burgers. I like it, but it doesn't replace a real burger. I mean, Turkey Burgers tried that, and they found their niche. Turkey Burgers are doing fine. They're just going to keep being Turkey Burgers. They weren't trying to attack a multi-billion dollar industry and take <laughs> on... Like, Beyond, Beyond Meat doesn't know who they are. And they don't... They have a branding problem, more so than anything else, because... You don't know who you're, you don't know what your brand is. You're trying to do everything. You're making jerky. You're making sausage. You're making burgers. You're making nuggets. You're just like grabbing at straws. Yeah, like <clears throat> pick a motherfucking lane and just yeah, be good. Be really good at one thing. That's fine. But don't think you can attack an entire industry that's been built over the past millennia of eating meat and, and having meat because you think you can do something better and you're not doing anything for the planet. The shit you put in is not that great for you. It's junk food. It's no better right. than having a burger. It's probably worse that, than having a burger. So that reminds me, you know, I I used to be uh, as as people know in the restaurant business back in my youth, and uh, I, it didn't work out very well. That's why I do what I do now. Um, but but I learned a lot, and I, I actually refer to that as my college education. And uh, when I left, a friend of mine was opening, thinking about opening up their business, a restaurant, and they said, uh, Wade, what, what's your best advice? I said, Don't do it. Well, we're going to do it. I said, okay, well, do one thing and do it very well. Like, make the best damn burger you can make and hang your hat on that and do that. Don't try and have burgers and uh -huh. pizza. Don't do the cheesecake factory. Yes, yes, just yeah. one thing. Do it extremely well, yeah. and, and you'll be fine, you know. But uh, I wanted to ask Jeremy, since, uh, you know, you mentioned Costco. Obviously, you're the guru of Costco. How, what would you attribute their success? Why are they doing so well? Is it because everyone, the others are doing so bad or what are they doing that is, that is helping propel their success? Well, first of all, they have the best management team in retail of any company. That Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's not, it, and, and they can, they have the ability, they don't go through this stupid idiotic process that should be put to rest that regular supermarkets go through well, you can only come in and see me in April because that's when we reset this. And I saw this way back. I always tell the goji berry story because it's a lesson that has not been learned by the food industry or and the food brands. And it has not been learned by anybody but Costco, which is goji berries came out and they were like for a while, you know, it was kind of one of the people weren't we're confused consumers. Is it a dingleberry? Is it a, oh, what the hell is a goji berry? So a few little companies told a good story about it and it took off and then it died like 90 days after it took off. 
Costco was out of the whole category in 120 days. You, you couldn't find a goji berry crumb in the parking lot. I mean, it was that quick that they got out of it. Safeway and Whole Foods were stuck with goji berries for the next 10 years. And so then, you know, and, 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 and that's part of what makes Costco so successful. Plus, they went after a more premium, they, you know, they really went after the, the American Express consumer. And their buildings, if you go into a Sam's Club, it, it's an embarrassment. I mean, I have pictures that when I, I'm speaking at Bob Burke's seminar that I show, it's a picture of a Costco parking lot and a picture of a Sam's Club parking lot. And the Sam's Club parking lot looks like it's a going out of business sale. And the Costco one, you can't even get a parking space in. And it's just everything they do. If you ever get a chance, I don't know if you've done this yet, Alex. If you get a chance to take a tour of a Costco Depot, it's the most amazing fucking thing you've ever seen other than spending an entire day, uh, which I used to do when I was younger, uh, when my family was in the concert business, watching um, the roadies set up the show. But it's very much like that. Um, how Costco can just, it, it, if you don't stand in the right place, you'll get run over by a forklift at the depots. They move so quickly. I think the average time it takes Sam's to get a product on the floor from the day the POs are issued, the product is all done. Um, it's ready to ship is a week and a half. And at Costco, it's 24 to 48 hours. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Those are you put all of those things together, and and Jim Senegal had it right. I don't need like if you go into a Sam's Club, you'll see 420 bars that they carry. Costco carries no more than 19. You know they don't want to they don't want to be the leader in bars. Right. They want to sell the best bars that they have there, and let all of the bar companies that are there pick up the business by not having an item do $25 a week in their building. And Sam's Club, on the other hand, is fine um, doing that. But if you, if there's two, the other thing is the, the most unsung hero of, of Costco and is the big difference maker are the building managers who run the warehouses because that's really where the money's made and lost. And if you walk in and just watch how a Costco building is set up, how the managers operate, and then go into a Sam's Club, it's embarrassing. Sam's Club, you'll see they do demos at one end of the building, but the product's in the front of the building. Um, it's just not run well. And so Costco is just a better run company, and they understand the market better than anyone else. It's a giant focus show from the road shows to the demos and they keep their, I mean, it's a religious thing. They keep their skew count low. You know, they don't have 10,000 SKUs. They don't have more than 4,300 SKUs and they constantly review it. They, their managers constantly talk to the building managers and they're constantly touring their competitors and they're, they're just damn good. And, you know, it'd be one thing if they had done this over 10 years, but they've been doing it over like 30 years. Yeah. And it's just it's just an incredible thing to see. And I think that, you know, 
Like nobody gives a shit about the BJ's or the Sam's Club members, Mark, or whatever they fucking call. Worst job of marketing I've ever seen in my life. Um, well, I think too. You know, have you ever heard any employee say anything bad about Costco? I never heard anybody who worked there. Well, they had a problem with women for a while. Say anything. Well, every organization probably has a problem with women. They're just another group of marginalized people that get taken advantage of. But people that I've met that work there, they're like, yeah, I love it here. I like it a lot. It's great. It works on my schedule. It pays well. Whatever. And I think that that really ties into it. And I know the one thing that bothers me about Costco, but it makes sense, is stuff doesn't stay there. It doesn't get stagnant. Like, as much as you love a certain product, unless it's a complete Kirkland brand staple, it's not going to be there forever. So it kind of gives you that sense of, like, that, you know, that FOMO, like fear of missing out on something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I stock up on star- sardines. I like sardines. They make a particular sardine there, and so I'll buy, like, three packs when I go in because a lot of times it's out of stock. So... There's certain things you know you have to get a lot of if it's there. And it kind of gives you that idea of like, okay, I need to get this. But I, I get in and out of Costco, and this is no joke, in and out of Costco in 15 minutes. That's, that's my thing because I know if I actually go shopping instead of buying, I won't get out of there without, without at least spending 100 bucks. And I tell people <laughs> that I'm going buying, not shopping. Like, mm. I know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go get my paper towels. I'm gonna get my Kirkland. I'm gonna get my Kirkland cartoon-sized bottle of vodka. I'm gonna get some eggs, some organic eggs, and I'm gonna get my sardines, and I'm out. I'm like boom, boom, right. boom, boom, and I'm out. So it's 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 a great experience, man. I, I love going there, and yeah. the food, and the food, right? Yeah, and, and the demos I think are what help create a, like a carnival atmosphere. I mean, what the supermarkets do really well is, let's say you love a brand. And Costco is only going to usually carry one skew from that brand. So if you really like, if you want the full accoutrement of genius juice, you've got to go to a supermarket. You're not going to get, every, you know, eight skews from genius juice, unfortunately. And, um, but, but the, you know, you pay a higher price to go to the supermarket, but you get the flexibility of saying, Hey, today I want this flavor tomorrow. I want this one. And, so they both work well together, you know. Not everybody needs a four thousand pound bag of Ben's rice. Yeah, I got, I got a comment. I got a comment too that um, we we launched in Costco in twenty twenty one. So we were a rotational item. So we're right. not in there right now. Obviously, we're pitching to get back in in twenty twenty three. And to echo what you said, Jeremy, we. Up to this point, we're working with Unify, Kehi, even Target Direct, Walmart Direct, other store, other stores. Even like Target Direct, it took like 10 days to go from getting the product in their warehouse to getting it physically, you know, to the store in the back room. And it's in a back room. And then a 19-year-old kid who doesn't want to be there at Target then takes it from the back room and you know, he puts it on the shelf, uh, maybe within a month, if we're lucky. I'm kind of exaggerating, but not. I'm kind of like on the right track where they take forever to put new product out. With Costco, we sent it to the Mariloma warehouse, right, which supports Southern California and probably maybe another region, but at least Southern California. And within 48 hours, I couldn't believe it. I remember my operations person, I was I was pulling up to the Costco in Torrance, to go shopping there, not or to to buy, buying, not shopping, buying, <laughs> and 
and we just launched with Costco. We just sent the pallet, one pallet to, to Mariloma for the Torrance Costco. And it was two days before. And I walked in thinking like, okay, you know, I'll probably see it next week at some point. And my operations person messaged me, oh yeah, it just landed like yesterday at Mariloma. I walk in and it's, it's on the fucking shelf, you know? And I'm just like, not only is it on the shelf, but it's well merchandised, it's cleaned up. The sign is up. They have the green placard for being organic. So like, yeah, they're, they're super cool. And then, uh, you know, we, we demoed and all this stuff. And yeah. the, the managers there have been there for, forever. I mean, these people are happy. They've been there for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Some of them have been since been there since Price Club, you know, when they converted over or got bought out by Costco. And so, yeah, anyway, great organization. I'm not going to try to one up you, Jeremy, but great organization. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. I know you've got some questions over here about Costco, too. So, yeah. So, uh, Alex, this is uh, so setting up David Delcourt said, Alex Berry, you have a Costco broker you like? Well, I, I really like Jeremy. He's a, he's a Thank you very much. Launchpad Group USA. <laughs> you can find them at launchpadgroupusa.com and they're right there. Yeah. There you go. It's like, it's like the best kind of promotion is the one where you don't have to even promote yourself, you know? So. Right here, David. Right here. Down there. Down yeah, there. Right here. I'm, I'm not the only good one. You know, there are, there are a few good ones. Um, but, but, um, the, David's calling you right now, Jeremy. David's calling you. you I, I, I hung up on him. Um, so, you know, I, I we could do a whole segment on how do you find a good broker, whether it's Costco or whether it's um, uh, regular retail. And there's not enough discussion of what makes a good broker because one, one, I might be a great fit for a certain set of brands, like emerging food brands, but somebody like an Anderson Damon is better at private label than I am. So, uh, you know, that, that's a whole subject unto, unto itself. Exactly. So, but uh, make sure to reach out to Jeremy. He's on a little thing called LinkedIn and you can find out more and you've been winning, winning, winning. Crushing it, crushing it. I hate killing it. it. Killing it. Killing, killing it. Killing it. I deny me, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some more. Uh, this is another kind of comment here that how does everyone feel about Olipop or Liquid Death? I will say that, you know, I met the found the co-founder, uh, Olipop at the Next Level Summit. Shout out to Store Press. And um you know, he was wearing the Olipop shirt with a the classic kind of L.A. look, the jeans, the Olipop <laughs> shirt and the blazer going over, you know, wow. a thousand miles away. They got that guy probably lived in L.A. at some point in his life. And uh, one thing that he covered was that they are more than doubling their sales every single year. Wow. And they're on track to do 100 million this year. Um, so I'd say safely, that's a really great brand to put money into. You know, and if you have to spend more money to get uh, awareness, to get trial, that's okay because the brand can go from a hundred million to well over a quarter of a billion. And like, think, okay, think about this. If they're nearing a hundred million, think about this. Their ACV right now, to me, on where they could be versus where they are, that percentage is like less than 10%. They could be in every fucking 7-Eleven. They can fucking sell at 7-Eleven. They can sell. They just launched in Walmart. 
a month ago in 4,000 Walmarts. Uh, wow. I think they're, they just got in all the Kroger's, you know, in the last year or so. But there's so many, the part that I think where Olipop can really grow is going to be convenience. Convenience stores and 7-Eleven. And there's like over 100,000 convenience stores in the, in the country. So like, yeah. So like, you know, you kind of compare beyond me. What's their growth path? I think they've hit their ceiling already and they're actually shrinking. Olipop, the future is a uh, pretty bright. They're doing, but they're doing one thing. They're doing it well. Yes. The product's good. Yeah. They're not cheapening the brand. The branding's good. They do great job with their limited time offers. They're they're building slow. They didn't try and open the entire country overnight. Exactly. Um, I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. They're doing so many things well. And um, I, I think, you know, I, I think it's intentional they haven't hit convenience yet because they, you know, they want to hit all their, you know, their wheelhouse first, which was natural. And, you know, and now you see them to your point, you see them at Walmart and things like that. But uh, um, terrific brand um, and, and true to, you know, I haven't met the owner. I, I believe um, I'm connected with a few people from the team, but um, they, they stay true to themselves and who they are. Right. And there's, there's no confusion about it. At least, you know, they're not trying per se to go be Coca-Cola and sell a 12 pack for, you know, four bucks They're yeah. you know, it's two bucks a can, three bucks a can, whatever it is. Um, and it's it, there's a reason for it because there's quality in the, and there's functional ingredients, yada, yada, yada. Right. I don't need to sell them. Um, right. And and so they're not trying to one up mainstream CSD. They're trying to you know build that functional beverage category and push it to new limits, which they obviously are. Yeah. Yeah. I just tried their new cream soda. It's which insane. One? It's so good. It's like it just landed at Whole Foods. It's just called cream soda. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And, like I, I, it's really good yeah i buy it re, i buy it religiously every time i'm in the store i'll pick one up um i get one for my kid the grape you know um, so good when i find the orange cream it's really good i saw you tried the do, is it dr goodwin or dr goldwin you had yeah the good that ben goodwin the founder or co-founder yeah. just his last name yeah yeah i want to try i did i didn't get a chance to order the the <clears> minions <throat> banana cream online i'm sure that was amazing but the only way you could get it was online. It wasn't in stores, and I just never got around to it. I think it's gone. It's one of those limited time offer things. But right. the the profile, I mean, for me, the biggest thing is like, it's it's a soda and it has a good flavor, um, but I feel okay drinking it. Like, okay, I had something that was healthy for me. Like this probiotics. The same with like Rowdy Mermaid. Um, like I kind of put those two in the same category like with with. with probiotics and feeling good and gut health and stuff like that like right they're great tasting they may be a little more pricey but i'll drink them and i think that's the problem that they're going to have at convenience is the price point because when you're a convenience store it's like people are buying you know monster energy drinks two for four or two for three and then you have this one drink that's like three dollars or four dollars like whoa why would i buy that and they'll just skip over it. is alcohol in it you know so that's kind of the the convenience hurdle i think focusing on the like way was saying a natural space makes more sense grocery stores there's options there it makes more sense so yeah, yeah. good on olipop the problem yeah, with I think though, is that the sales movement isn't you know, as strong as convenience can be so yeah you know, um i i think that um I, I, again i will say the defining difference for me with ollie is that Great Vantage. It's another example because there's 
they're not the only ones that are playing in this space, but they're separating themselves from the competition. And that all has to do with the ability to execute, um, which very few brands are good at. As far as liquid death, um, I have to disclose that they are a launchpad client, but I, I will say that I think they're making water fun again. Um, besides the sustainability message, which is very important, um, and let's get the hell out of plastic already. And get, I think we should have a national ban on uh, plastic uh, uh, water bottles. But um, uh, I, I like the fact that they're they're making a drink. Like if you if you were to if any of you guys were to start a water company. Um, and you look at all the brands that are out there, what could you say that separates you from everybody else? And the one thing they pick, no one else has ever looked at, having fun with water. Like to me, you look at a brand like Kent, which just you know recently fired the entire founding team. Um, uh, and it's like, Oh, I get this little itty bitty hint of a flavor in there, but it doesn't taste like water and it doesn't taste like fruit. Um, it's not fun, but the whole idea of having this can and it's good for the environment and it's a fun brand that has incredible artwork. I think that's a, a great avenue. Only time will tell how, how far they go with the brand. But they're doing very well. Yeah, yeah and I mean, whatever they're doing, the marketing is just beyond brilliant. I mean, everything they do, it's just, I mean, you don't even have to drink the product, but you tune in to their commercials and their their online presence because they're so unique in what they do. I mean, it's just over the top, in your face, and pushing every barrier you can push. And and it it's it's great stuff. I, I love it. I love it. Their marketing yeah. folks are just brilliant. Yeah, I see the brand. The brands that I see that really have legs are ones that like, it's almost like a status symbol, you know, when you have it in your hand. You know, mm -hmm. I think brands like Lemon Perfect achieves this as well. You have it in your hand, you kind of look hip, you look cool, the colors are bright. And at the same time, it's a great billboard effect or a great advertising effect for the brand when someone is proud to hold it and carry it around <laughs> with them as a lifestyle drink. But when I first saw Liquid Death, I it was the shock factor that did it for me. Like it was just so, it was so fucked up in a really good way is the way that I would describe it. Like it's so out there, like Wade is saying, Wade was saying, you have to take notice. Like you cannot not yeah. notice it. And all the best brands now are just really reaching their pull. Like they're going, they're, they're pulling up whatever they can. They're doing whatever they can to get people to notice it. But the second thing that they did, which was very smart that Jeremy mentioned is they're on trend to eliminate plastic, you know? And I love their their slogan, which I haven't really heard them use as much, Jeremy, lately, but, you know, death to plastic. Right. Really like, you know, murder your thirst, death to plastic. I really like how all their slogans really play on the brand. And also like water is infinite, you know? Like you're, you're always gonna need water and Aluminum cans keep the water colder. I'm just nerding out on this now, but like <laughs> aluminum cans do a great job with fucking water. Like it really helps. And so anyway, um, good stuff. So when, that's really cool. Are, so are they in Costco, Jeremy? Or yeah, 
Yes, we're we're we we were in a test, and now we're in um, the northern some of the northern California buildings, still testing, but we're moving along. Um, That's awesome. Uh, hit a home run in the Reno area for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're out of water there. People need to buy water to put on the lawn. Um, but um, there, uh, don't laugh. California is almost there. Yeah, yeah, we're coming. Yeah. We're coming next. Yeah, you know, people be out there. Well, I buy a case for myself that we drink with the family, and the rest go dog <laughs> in the uh, front yard. There but you know. and we're we're looking. We're talking to a couple other regions. I gotta I gotta say this too before we uh, we're gonna go into the stuff we love next. It's funny, like I haven't got any calls for you know, four hours. And then suddenly when I started the podcast, I've gotten 10 calls. <laughs> it's like, people are like, Hey, are you fucking busy right now? Okay, great. I'm going to call you. Um, they know, they know, you know, they know we're, yeah. we're famous. You know, we're, Gavin, we're, kind of, we're fabulous. Yeah. Um, hey, I wanted to mention something that's super <clears throat> interesting about Olipop that was pointed out by David, 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 David Delcourt was that, you know, how like with most products, right? Like genius juice, we market to the parents to buy it for their kids, right? Like this is a healthy alternative for the kids. It tastes great, it's healthy, they're gonna love it. We did that in our Costco demos, right, Jeremy? It's really great to market to the parents because they buy a bulk pack for their family. So Olipop is like, it's crazy. It's the fucking opposite. Where like every time I, I go over to my parents' house, I stop at the Ralph's, I buy Olipop because I, I open the fridge and, you know, God bless. I love my dad, but he has fucking bullshit in his fridge. He has like seven up. He has, you know, he has Diet Coke and you know, he's, he's a baby boomer. Right. So they think that Diet Coke is actually kind of good. And he's a very smart man. He's a doctor. I mean, but they, they're just they're, they're stuck in their ways from years and years of marketing and conditioning and going to fucking cafes on the way to a skiing trip. And you're going to get a Diet Coke at the restaurant. Right. So I put Olipop in the fridge. I took out all the Diet Cokes, which he was first angry that I did that, like they disappeared. And I put them exactly where they belong, um, in a toilet. And, <laughs> and then uh, I flushed it too, just to make sure. Diet Coke is really great for cleaning, cleaning the stuff, toilet because yeah. it has a lot of, it has um, bleach in it, I think. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so, but I put Olipop in his fridge and I made it easy for him to buy it, to, to, to try it. And now he's hooked on it. Yeah. And now it's like way less sugar and he gets the fiber and he's probably gonna live a longer life from drinking Olipop and not drinking Diet Coke. So I think that was brilliant. I think like Olipop, if you're listening, which you are because yes. this is a great podcast, you should market this as millennials getting their parents to drink healthier. That's my thing. Uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, so Wade, Wade, in the, or sorry, Gavin, was asking Gavin Conkle is asking what is Wade and Kirk drinking? I'm drinking Soleil, just a sparkling water from the Safeway generic brand. It's cheap. It tastes okay. Uh, that's what I'm drinking. I can't afford to drink Olipop all the time just because I'd be out a ton of money. But that's Unless what I'm drinking. That yeah, I, I put mine in the comments. It's uh, white peach ginger bubbly. My wife like loves her bubbly. Yeah, there's always yeah. new different flavors. And she loves that stuff. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Yep. Now things we like. Things we're happy to things share. We like. 
I'll, I'll start the uh, music. By the way, Jeremy, you got to get, I know Olipop is not in Costco, but have you approached them about becoming their broker? And they're with somebody else. I, I don't know who, I don't know who it is. I would mention who it is if I knew. Got it. Okay. All right. So stuff we love. Well, I have to step away because I don't have anything in front of me. So that's what I did earlier. I'm going to pull a curve. Pull a curve. So I'll give you this. Say that again, Jeremy. I gotta lower the volume here. I'm drowning you out. Yeah. Shove his headphones in. I still can't. I still can't hear you. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. So. This is effing good snacks. It's a. It's a guy named Damien Law. He's from Canada. Coolest guy ever. He was staying at an Airbnb in Inglewood which is a first for me that I've heard someone's staring at an Airbnb in Inglewood. <laughs> Not a bad city, but usually with Airbnbs, you want to be maybe in, you know, I don't know, somewhere right. else. So um, he he had a, he has a, he had a production in LA. It's a, it's, he's built his entire business on TikTok. He's done over four, he sold over 4,000 units through TikTok of this product. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Yeah. Uh, wow. Just really, really awesome guy. Awesome guy. Young, young guy, right? I think he's in his early 20s, but um, he knows a lot more about TikTok than I'll ever know in my life. So uh, he's very, he's a marketing machine. Quantum Energy Square, I finally tried it. Michael Bendos. Bendos he's right. On, he, he was on earlier. I don't know if he still is. So uh, this has a hit of caffeine. It has one cup of coffee in every single bar. That's Quantum Energy Square. Uh, I got my GT, which I wish they would put this in fucking Costco instead of the ginger aid. I'm tired of ginger aid. The lemon berry is amazing. So please put it in Costco so I'm not spending $3.99 on it. I want to spend $2 on it. Have you have you guys seen this before? Oh, feel free. Not that one. So this one has, this one will make you feel free, I guess, lack of a better word. And uh, it has relaxative ingredients, all flour, all from all plant-based. It has kava root, potassium, vitamin C, iron, and something called kraton. And kraton is an actual; it has 3,500 milligrams of kraton, which is elite from nature. Hmm. So they are blowing up online. They're doing millions in sales online every single month. Um, I found this one at Airwan, of course. Where else would I find this, right? In LA. Right. Said a hundred dollars an ounce. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I had, to, I had to put a lien on my house just to, you know. So, um, Air One, you're not going to escape less than spending less than fifty dollars or a hundred dollars there, guaranteed. Well, I got a couple products when it's my turn. Well, I was going to say I've got. Um, I'll save that one for last. So I've got these, uh, and these aren't new, but but this is just what I have in front of me. So I love these things. These unique pretzels but they're extra dark right so they're like burnt literally like hold on like i gotta show you one of these things like you have ashes on your hand after you eat them i don't know if you could see that on here or not but it's like black yeah and i i love those things so i got those um i was in louisiana over the weekend and uh that's a whole nother story we'll probably have to save for another episode so i have to <laughs> i have to represent my tony chasheries uh, okay. uh real seasoning because i was in louisiana and because they're a sponsor and I have it in front of me. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's great product too. Great product. And I know Matt's on here. So 
Uh, you know, it's just great fruit. There you go. That's me. Easy. It is. All right. Uh, so the, the jerks can go next. Jerks going next, or Jeremy's going next? Jeremy, you go. Okay. I just want to tell you about this product. I really love it. <laughs> when you're dealing with pain in the ass buyers at Costco, you need at least three or four of these. So, um, now, uh... a new client of ours that um, is uh, hopefully going to be in Costco very soon, Mr. Beans Chili Crisp. And uh, you just picked that up. If I, I think we we are adding that like this coming month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a great product. Um, I really like it. And then a non-client product that I, I was a big fan and investor and hope and um, uh, I you know I love their stuff. But I I gotta say this Ithaca. Um, the lemon garlic hummus. I mean, I, I can, I can practice, I could bathe in this stuff. It's so, it's so amazing. It is good. Oh, looks like Chobani. But then my dogs would be like licking me all the time. So, um, anyway, that's it. That's kind of like my latest. Uh, I'm gonna have some new stuff, but uh, um, thank you for allowing me to do that. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't allow you, but you still did it. <laughs> all right, well. As I mine said, I all. No, I'm kidding. All right, so mine is a tale of two Jakes. Uh, the oh, first Jake, the first Jake is Jake DeLeon of Phila Manila. Phila mm. uh, Manila is a Filipino-based sauces and bases for marinades for pork, vegetables, whatever you want. And they have like six or seven flavors. They're coming out with more things, and it's really, really good. Jake's a great guy. He just won Expo west i believe um for their pitch slam and he's getting the product out there he's pitching it and everything else and so uh it's a really good product really nice guy and the other tell of jake is uh jake carls so jake les and nick of midday squares and these things are so fucking good um peanut butter is my favorite that's what i'm holding up here peanut butter b-u-t-t-a um really good they're vegan most of the ingredients are organic, but a couple aren't, so they can't say they're completely organic, but uh, really not sweet, but sweet enough. Not like overly powering sweet, but the flavors are good. Uh, they have like an almond crisp, a fudge, and then the peanut butter. They're coming out with cookies and cookie cream dough. soon. Yep. Cookie, cookie dough. dough. Cookie dough. Yeah. So I'm excited about that too, but yeah, tell it to Jake. So if you see those, support them, go online and buy their stuff. They're they're small but upcoming company, so that's it. Awesome so, stuff. All right, well, that is stuff we love. I'm going to turn off the music here. I noticed that when you guys were doing the Jerks podcast, I think the smart thing you did was you included music in the background. Yeah. I like that effect, you know, to kind of fill all the awkward silences between you both. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, I always think of my life having a soundtrack. Yeah. Like, really, like, I, I feel like Morgan Freeman's narrating and then, like, you know, Quincy Jones or George Benson has it's stopped to you get enough. I, I think right. uh, it's it's Gilbert Gottfried uh, is my. So I was thinking yeah, yes, he's my that there's a time when Kirk <laughs> will walk down the street and say stuff. Who 
is this cock anyway? If he's not the narrator, he's the voice in my head. Right. All right, yeah. man. That guy was great. Yeah. You know he was the voice of the duck too, the Aflac duck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with Aflac for seven years, and if you didn't answer that question correctly, you were fired. So. Oh shit. There you yeah. Go. So inside, uh, inside inside information right there. Yeah. I over his jokes about the Japanese. Yeah. I know that actually got him. He made a joke about the Japanese where he said he, uh, the tsunami and he lost his Japanese girlfriend or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And, uh, because of that comment, Aflac said, you're, you're gone. And then they had to find someone that sounded like Gilbert Gottfried to do the duck's voice, you know, kind of like Buzz Lightyear. They had to find someone like Tim Allen to do it. They brought him back. They okay. Him. Okay. Here's the thing. Lightyear is a really good movie and everybody complaining about fucking Tim Allen, not doing it and saying he got canceled. When he's getting ready to do the Santa Claus, sorry, Kirk's venting, is oh, full of it. And I, I, the, I the, the, crummy, it, so, yeah. the crummy thing is, is that here's my advice for people who want to watch a movie and they see online reviews and hear it's terrible. Go watch it. Just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. If you don't like it, fine. You don't like it. But then you think, oh, I don't think it's crap. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Then don't talk shit. The movie <laughs> is really good. It's a very well done movie. It's basically, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, a, Kenner, a Kenner doll of Luke Skywalker having a voice is not the same as fucking Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill is the person who actually acted, and the toy was made from him. It's the same with Iron Man. It's the same with any toy. The voice actors or the characters of play it in the movie do not do the voice for the toy. So it's the same thing. The toy itself is Tim Allen, right? The actual person the toy is based on is Chris Evans. And Chris Evans is great in this movie. The movie is so good. I would definitely give it out of five. I would give it a solid four and a half. And if you don't like that, then too bad. I'm sticking by it, and I fucking love that movie. But, okay, rant's over. Microphone drop. You're, you're giving the same rating to Lightyear that Jeremy's giving to this podcast. Four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> I think four. that's... 4.94. It's just a good thing, Alex. It's a good thing we're not rated by Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. No, man. Rotten I mean, Tomatoes. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes sucks. <laughs> All right. Don't even get me stuck. <laughs> uh, another one. We're, we're setting him up for constant spikes. Uh, so, um, okay. So, by the way, Mark Hamill, just random trivia. Mark Hamill did the voice of what cartoon character? Joker. Okay. Batman yeah. animated series. I Here should know that. I met yeah. him at episode. Th- are we going over time? I'm just talking. We, I met him are. at episode three uh, premiere in Modesto because George Lucas is from Modesto. I'm from Modesto, so they had episode three premiere, and I met him there. And this was in 2000, 2003, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's there, and, and I made a shirt. And if we had time, I'd get the shirt. But it's a shirt, and I did the Joker like cartoon that Paul Dini drew for the animated series, and I put it on a shirt. And I had it in my tux all night because I was helping like escort people around. I pulled out of my tux and I laid it out in front of him. And he goes, "Oh wow, this is great." He looks, he looks up and he goes, "You know, this is my longest, my longest acting career, like yeah. <laughs> ever." He's like, "I've been doing this for at the time it was like for like over 15, 15 years or something like that at the time right. or thirteen years." Right. And he was so happy to sign. He put jokingly, "Yours, Mark Hamill," and I got awesome. pictures with him and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool, man. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, you never know it's him. But. Yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah, I never knew. So uh, let's go into today. Movie after Star Wars. Yeah. All right, this week's Friday freebies. Let's get into it. Friday freebies. 
All right, if anyone wants to get connected with our animator, you know, uh, he's a he's a, he's in Manhattan Beach. That's it. Anyway. Cool. All, All right. right. You want me to do this? Sure. <clears throat> That's a one point two plug. That's a really terrible plug. I, you, you notice that not only I was like, you know what? I, I would tell you his information, but you won't want to work with him. It was almost that bad. All right. Go ahead, uh, Wade. Would you like? All to right, we got we've got two sponsors this week, Alex. Not one, but two. Just like we have two guests. So, uh, the first one we've already talked about. I already showed you. I'm going to try and do this. I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. Ryan Snacks, Matt Weiss. I think he's still watching, listening, whatever in the background. Um, so, uh, let's see, Alex. Um, we might have. To come back to that because the, the plug is wrong, Alex. Uh, that is, yeah, it's something else. So yeah. let's, uh, let's, I'll anyway. come back to that. You, you fix that. I'll go to the next one. How's yeah. that? Yeah, it sounds good. I'm going to tap dance here. All right. I sat on the fly. Um, okay. So the, the second sponsor, Matt, we're coming back. Uh, the second sponsor is Hempway Foods and Carla Boyd. And I know she was listening earlier, um, but her plug and this is where I put on my radio voice. <clears throat> Who says eating healthier can be quick and delicious from freezer to ready in under 10 minutes. Each item is packed with ancient grains and superfoods like hemp, lentils, brown rice, and amaranth flour. The result, a savory, hearty, and satisfying meal without corn, dairy, gluten, soy, and additives made in kitchen, sourced from nature, hempway foods. So what she's giving away is uh, approximately just over $100, $125 worth of value, uh, a sample food pack from Hanway Foods. So you're going to get a pin, keychain, stickers, their custom NFT T-shirt, which Alex and I have worn several times, great stuff. And she's going to wait till after Labor Day to to mail it out because uh, let temperatures cool down a little bit because it's frozen product. But she does burgers, breakfast sausage, uh, I'm probably missing something else, um, but great product, uh, great brand, and Carla's good people. So uh, support her. Uh, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And so we got her, and then back to Ryan. You got it fixed there, right, Alex? I I just fixed it. Okay, so back to Ryan and Matt Weiss. So uh, <clears throat> Ryan, uh, keep it real, eat the peel. Ryan is shaking up category a category ripe for disruption. Fruit snacks. Yes. Their um, line of unique and functional whole fruit snacks use upcycled fruit, including the vitamin rich peels, to maximize nutrition and minimize food waste. Ryan has been oh. seen breakout growth since their launch into retail in 2020, can be found in nearly 10,000 locations nationwide. Wow. Um, so, what Matt has given away is same thing value wise, about $100. It's a variety case with 12 units six of their chewy fruit skews, which I'm munching on in the background, and six of their crispy chips skews. So think of potato chips, healthy, fruit, uh, delicious, Uh, plus a Rhine-branded tote and reusable water value. So thank you, Matt Weiss with Rhine and Carla Boyd with Hempway Foods. Uh, We appreciate you both, and we love your product. So, um, Alex, I think it's only fitting that we let Kirk and Jeremy uh, help us out now, right? Sure. So you guys know the uh, the drill, right? We're basically just come up with a very difficult question about something that was mentioned in this episode. 
It could be a location, a thing, whatever. It could be very something very cryptic that was mentioned about something personal or whatever we talked about. Because how long was the Bruce Springsteen concert that Jeremy attended in Shoreline in Mountain View, California? Nice. There's one. All right, and we gotta. We have to. Is that for Rind or is that for the uh, Hempway? That we typically let the first one pick, or no, let Kirk pick. Let Kirk pick. Uh, I would say that that is for Rind. All right. All right, Jeremy. We're getting there. And so we gotta give him a minute for it to come through because it takes a while. There's a little delay here, so that's no problem. All right. So question, question one more time, Kirk, for those that missed it. How long was the Bruce Springsteen concert that Jeremy attended at Shoreline in Mountain View, California? <clears throat> what was the duration, the time, the specific time, the hours that were spent at this fucking concert that you will never get back? <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears about Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> Peter Griffin. Rotten Tomatoes is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. So I don't think that one is correct, right? Is that right, Jeremy? Yes, it was actually. Oh, so it, it was a theme of 4.5 on the show. Okay. So uh, Patrick Auden, he is the winner of the Rind. Wow. Snack. Boom. That was fast. Awesome. Good, Good job. Stuff. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny, you said five hours. Uh, I don't uh, think, you know, four and a half is, is the max. For, for, that must for that must happen very often for him. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. All right, what's your question, Jeremy? Got to make it a. Uh, no, I don't know if you guys actually heard this. So hopefully somebody heard heard what I what I said. We've got a very attentive audience. Yes. You underestimate them. We are they, they look into details. What was Mark Hamill's first lead role? After Star Wars, what movie? Actually, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. I didn't hear that either. I think I know it. You can go to Rotten Tomatoes, to find out. No, that's cheating. Does it have to do with a car, Jeremy? Uh, yes, a car with big fat tires on it. Gone in 60 seconds, right? Yes. No. Extended version. <laughs> the original one. This was way before. No. And now I'm going to date myself. If you want to see a great car movie, Vanishing Point. That's a great, yeah, Steve uh, McQueen, right? No. No? Okay, no. I'm thinking of another one. The original Italian Steve McQueen one. was Bullet. Bullet. Okay, yeah. They both sound Bullet and Vanishing Point. Yeah, they all blend together, Jeremy. I think it was somebody or another. They're they're the they're the movie where the car is going really fucking fast through San Francisco and they're muscle cars. That's like all I know. That's bullet. All right, so uh, you know, Kenny Hausman said he was in the Muppet Show a couple times. Also, Ray Liotta was in a Muppet movie. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah, he killed Kermit. (laughs) He killed it. He killed it. Crushing it, crushing it. Uh, hey, hey there! Uh, are you about to slice me? <laughs> Be careful! I'm fragile. Uh, that's a pretty good curve. 
There Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog Kermit here. Frog here. Yeah. Might have a career somewhere else. Somebody has to have an answer for this, Alex, right? I someone has to. All right, come on, people. So what was the movie that Mark Hamill was in after Star Wars, right? I mean, shit, I want to win this, and I don't know it. It was the first. It was the first movie that he got a. He was the lead act role actor in the movie. Can you give hints? Did it after Star Wars, and it was his first major role outside of Star Wars. After after the third Star Wars or the first? Was there a season involved in this movie? Just there was there was one, and it should have never been made. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it wouldn't even got a route now. There was a, a season, right, involved with this movie? A season? Yes, it was. Yes, you are correct. And, and, and a car. You were in that, some, that season. And, and 500 a car. days of summer? 500 days what? of summer? What? <laughs> 500 days of, of Friday vibes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, no one gets no it. getting it. So, Jeremy, you, you win the award for the first person to stump our entire guest roster corvette summer not yeah. guest roster uh, uh listeners so That's okay so that was the name of the movie corvette yeah. summer okay so uh, no one that. Uh, i can ask another one real quick i can ask another, got another one Kirk, why don't you go ahead and go for it who was the band that signed alex's drum head so fucking easy <laughs> and for extra bonus points what was the name of the group that Alex was president of. I'm kidding. He wasn't president, but were you? Oh, how about this? No, no, no. The name, the name of the group that signed, but also the date. There's a number on there, next to the signature. Oh, that's a what good is one. that date? And it wasn't from the Black Album. That was '91. Sorry, <laughs> it's not '91. Kevin said Inception. So. Oh, Tom came in late. Yeah, you know, you snooze. He, he's too oh. busy with Branch Actor to answer all. Oh, Bilal, Bilal got oh. it. Okay, now Bilal, oh. what, what is the what is the uh, the year? That the year. Signed? Need the year. James Hatfield. Oh. What did he sign? Oh, it's coming. Oh, look, we got delay. we got a race. There's so much suspense. No. This is delay. No. There it is. Yep. Ginny. Ginny. Ginny Gregory. Ginny Gregory. You don't. You spelled Metallica wrong. Sorry. No, I'm just I'm fucking around. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so Ginny Gregory wins the Hempway Foods. Nice. $125. How cool is that? It's really cool. cool. Yeah, man. All right, so uh, where we are an hour and 22 minutes, so we are over, over, and over time. Oh, Jesus. My wife, my wife is about to call the search and rescue. <laughs> well, we got to plug. We got to let Jeremy and Kirk plug their businesses. Uh, they were so gracious to be on the show, go overtime. So, guys, do it. Do it. Do it. You don't want me to do it. You heard my radio voice. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't want I don't want to plug my business. I, I, I think that kind of cheapens things, but Kirk, I know I know you need the money because you, you said earlier in the show I do you can't afford to buy pickles. So. I, I got I got five Party. kids to, I got Party. five kids to feed, man. Like what's his name from Mars on Total Recall? There's a data reference for you. Uh, I have my own company. I, I like Total Recall. Here's a surprise. <laughs> Two <laughs> weeks. Two Jeremy weeks. Smith. Jeremy Smith is the president of Launchpad Group USA. They provide branding services and strategies for Costco, 
for any emerging brands in that space who wish to get in there, contact Jeremy at launchpadgroupusa.com. And Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service wow. branding and packaging design agency focused on brands primarily in the CPG and food and beverage space. We also do wines and liquor as well, wine and spirits. So that's what we're all about. Yes, sounds, sounds very scary. Oh, you can go to your career if you need that. Hey, man, I'm doing. I'm. I'm starting to do voiceover work. If, I mean, that, that sounds eerily familiar. Where you also add, <laughs> we're not trying to be assholes. <laughs> we're just a couple of jerks. A jerk yeah. podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really miss your podcast. I really hope you guys can do a 20 year reunion. Well, you know, well, when you're 65. I, I think Jeremy's 120. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff going on. But I think that it could get back to one day because I love Jeremy. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, Thank you so much. And uh, he is someone I consider a friend and not just an acquaintance. And it will happen again. It's just timing. 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 And and by the way, just a plug for the Jerks podcast, because it's still on Apple Podcasts. There's still legacy episodes. They just did their last, their temporarily last episode. The hiatus. The hiatus episode and i love your show man i'm not blowing smoke i listen to it all the time when i'm driving i've not gotten any accidents while, while listening to it it's it's really entertaining it's very thoughtful you guys have a great chemistry and kind of bounce things off each other so i love what you guys are doing and i hope it comes back well Thanks. i do want to say that i you know the motherfuckers at discovery channel that canceled us um <laughs> good sponsor they're, you know, it's, what are they going to, you know, next they'll probably cancel the new version of Game of Thrones. So. Right on. All right. So on that note, we are going to end the episode here. I want to do a couple more comments. Just, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say a few more. Bilal, just shout out to you. What's up, Gavin? Hope you're good. Gavin Conkle, Limp Biscuit, rolling, rolling, rolling. What? 1999, rolling. Um, for those, you got to listen to Significant Other by Limp Bizkit. It's one of my favorite albums. I mean, it's a lot of F words, but it's very, very good. Check right. out the train wreck of Woodstock 99. Mm. Uh, Kirk, I checked out your website. It looks great. I'll keep you in mind. That's LinkedIn user. That's anonymous. It's a bot. <laughs> the one good thing about Kirk is anonymous. Yes. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Have a good weekend from Kenny, from Patrick Godden, Ginny Gregory. Thanks for great. And by the way, make, to, to claim your prize, it's like a timeshare. If you don't claim it in 45 days, it disappears. <laughs> so uh, I went to a timeshare last week, and that was in a whole other subject. But um, we won three free days in, uh, in, in Las Vegas, and, there's a, and the only date you can use it is in July. Um, so wow. So uh, have a good weekend, everyone. This has been episode 31. Kirk Masola, Mind the Font, Jeremy Smith, Launch Pad Group USA. I got that right, right? It's and, really just Launch Pad, but um, it's fine. Okay, good. I was, I was remotely close. Don't so worry. thanks, guys, for joining us. This is a lot of fun, and we'll see you next week, Friday, 2.30 Pacific Standard Time. Wade, love you, brother. Love you, guys. Have a wonderful week. It's a pleasure meeting you. You both. All right.